Hey, I'm Amanda Vernon. And I'm Father Matt Face, and this is We Should Pray. The podcast where we discuss how prayer transforms tragedy into comedy. In this episode, we get pretty informative about a lot of things. Yeah. Right? Spiritual direction. Being a young adult. Friend dates. Trust falls. Um, and death. Lots, <laughs> like lots death of to death. self. Many deaths okay. to self. Vanity, vanities. We should pray. We should pray. I don't know if it's just me, but I think the hardest part about really giving in to God's will, recognizing your own will and then giving into it, allowing the Lord's will to take over, mm-hmm. to, to work in our lives, to be effective. The hardest part of that, there's a lot of hard parts, but the hardest part is that you have to do it again and then again and then again but like shouldn't that be getting easier each time boy you know i thought it would but uh that's hard still is that why we entitled our episode overcome your distrust of god's will again again um yeah i i think so because it is this sounds painful oh boy it is it is Tell me more. Uh, well, I mean, you know, we, we pray all the time, most notably in the Our Father, right? Your will be done, God, mm-hmm. not mine. And that is hard, right? That's why we need to pray for it because it doesn't just come naturally to us. Um, and it's, you know, we, we pray in the Our Father too. We pray for um, daily bread, you know, the sense that this is a this is a reoccurring thing we need to be praying for, but... But also that, that sense of giving in to God's will, allowing God's will. Are you connecting the daily bread with the, that will be done? Well, they're. Well, I know they're connected. They're in the same prayer. But I mean, like, are you trying to say that when you pray for, that God would give us our daily bread, that you're praying for like the strength that you need that day to surrender to his will? Well, um, that's not what I was saying. That's great. But I love that. that. Does... <laughs> That does sound good. Maybe I should be saying that. That's what, okay. Continue. Well, yeah, I mean, I'll I let you speak. Our daily bread sometimes is that that need to uh, again, right? Uh, allow the Lord's will uh, to operate in our lives. Um, yeah, but I mean, so for me, it's 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 hard always. There's that sense of death to self of allowing god's will when we recognize that like our will is opposed or like we'd rather do the thing our way or whatever Mm -hmm. allowing god's will recognizing that offering up our own will and i mean there's there's some specific points in my life where like i I really recognize that and was like no lord i am offering you my will right um and it's Like more touchstone moments where you're like, I can look back and say like, that was a moment where it was like, I had to lay down my own will and like choose what God was calling me to. Yeah. Uh Yeah. And like where there there was clear, like I really wanted, or there was some piece of me that like wanted to have it go differently or, Mm -hmm. or, um, but recognizing that, that the Lord was inviting me, calling me to something else and embracing that. Mm -hmm. Right. And like, it's, it's such a, poignant moment beautiful and difficult 
But it's like, like I did that. Sweating blood. Well, I mean, I don't know if I was that <laughs> radical about it, but um, trying, right? I mean, obviously that's the that's the icon for it. Yeah. Um, but like, so that happened. Like, all right, I've done that. Like, I've given over my will to God. But then recognizing later, like, oh, I have to do this again. <laughs> Why? Didn't I already do that? Like, I already, I already said, Lord, like, take it. Yeah, that's a good point. But then recognizing later, like, oh, I gotta, I gotta keep doing that. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had to do that about coming to Arizona? Oh, every single time. <laughs> Maybe. You always come here. I always come here. Maybe that's what uh, sparked this idea. You're saying it like it did, and you're trying to cue the audience in. Um. Well, I don't know. And or remind me. Maybe, <laughs> maybe if that's where they want to take it, that's where they can take it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that'd be kind of nice if you only had to do you know, the hard thing one time. Right? You'd be like, at least I did it once. Yeah. I, I did it. It's done. Like, see, I, I proved that I could do it, <laughs> so it counts forever. Right? Like, yes. Yeah. That would be, be a lot nicer. Now we could get into interesting conversation about maybe Protestant theology, because maybe in, in some of their the theologies there is a, a one-time yeah. thing, but then they... Like, here's the date. That I was saved, right? That's that's a big thing for some of them. Yeah. And like, like, nope. I like, I gave my life to Jesus. That's it. Mm-hmm. One and done. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love Protestants. Um, well, <laughs> at least one time. <laughs> <laughs> Once. <laughs> it counts for all of them, all the time, always. Ever when we were <laughs> um, writing out this episode, just kind of outlining. Deciding what mm-hmm. we would talk about, choosing our theme. Yeah. Of overcome your distrust of God's will again. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah, this particular episode took us like three days to get that far. Yeah. Right? And I would like call you and we'd have a writing session and then we like wouldn't write. And we would just like debate why we even have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Always fun to rehash those things. And what else? Yeah, and, and, and going back to like, how do we even write these again? Like, what's the... <laughs> yeah. Do we have a what format? Like, just What are we talking about? Should we just start over? <laughs> should we reframe our entire methodology of writing? Yeah. And then you were like... Um, oh, you were saying that we always do this. Not that we always plan a podcast, which we do now. Yeah. But... Yeah, the, the fact that like in... Because early on, we, we, we kind of settled on that as a direction, but we didn't know what that meant. You mean the theme? The theme, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, like we prayed and we were like, this is what we believe God is calling us to share. Mm-hmm. This is how we're supposed to witness based on our prayer. And then we were like, what does it mean? Yeah, what's it mean? How do we talk about it then and all those things? And, and then we, that's when it took us like three days to just mull <laughs> that over. But yeah, I, I, I recognize that like in a lot of these podcast as we're writing them mm-hmm. we come up with a theme like that after prayer and um and then as we're writing it we actually have to do the stuff that we're writing about oh yeah um so in this in this particular thing right the irony was here we are talking about overcoming a distrust of god's will again and we're like wrought um with all these things about like 
I don't know. Is this is this what we is this how we write it? Is this what we have to do? Like, why are we even doing That's any what of this? We're doing. doing it now. Yeah, it's a lot of layers. My mom, mm-hmm. she said, um, the problem with the living sacrifice is that it keeps crawling off of the altar. Gross. <laughs> Deep too. Why is it gross? No living. Yeah. They're not slaughtered yet. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like a little lamb, like a little cute lamb. Uh, okay, okay. Unslaughtered, yeah. alive. David, can you read that verse about living sacrifice? Yes. So. I see you over there with your coffee. Yeah, I'm just relaxing here. <laughs> you have to give me some Chocolates. warning. I've got chocolate. I've got coffee. I mean, it's a good look over there. Your whole workstation. <laughs> Gotta, you know, like when my workflow, <laughs> you know, when the girls like uh, when Kiara would like draw a picture of you working, it's always like with your computer and then coffee and chocolate. Oh, yeah. So I can show the audience. So I got the coffee and then the Giardelli. Um, it's on your little white 86% plate. cacao chocolate. OK, but more. There's not much of it left anymore. <laughs> Pretty big pile when you started this episode. So the verse is. I urge you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, your spiritual worship. Romans 12, verse 1. Mm. Living sacrifice. Easy. Oof. Easy. It says death involved. What does it mean? Well, there's definitely death, death involved in a sacrifice. I mean, that's what it is. Right, you have this living thing that you sacrifice, that you kill, that you give up to God. I mean, you know, no, like what does it mean for me? Sacrifice. What does it mean for you? Well, you need <laughs> to round up lambs and slaughter them for God. Uh, no. Oh. Yeah, I mean, it it means that there's that. Where same... am I going to find lambs? <laughs> it's okay. I'll make lamb. <laughs> Married to a Middle Easterner. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of lamb. Exactly. Exactly. No, I mean, we're, we are the living sacrifice. Christ is, is that, that sacrifice, right? But, but in this, um, we have to offer ourselves as that sacrifice. And then put to death those things in us that we are sacrificing. So in this case specifically, right, like our will. Mm. When we find it's in contrast to God's will, like... We have to we have to put that to death, let it die, so that what lives is Christ in us. Which is probably why it's hard to trust, or why we have to keep trusting again and again, because it's like our will keeps like coming up and being like the opposite of God's will. Yeah, and it doesn't. It's got to die. What well, it doesn't stay dead. Yeah. It doesn't stay dead. Zombie wills. No, that's not what it is. <laughs> right? But yeah, that sense of like. Um, <laughs> I'm just thinking of a t shirt. Zombie wills. Hey. That's a good band name. <laughs> Remember when like everything you'd think of in life was a band name? Um, <laughs> yeah. We're on to the phase where now everything is like a book title. My friend, yeah. I, um, she will just be talking. She's like, book title. And. We, we could write a book about that. We actually could write a book about that. Yeah, we, You're we did, didn't defeating we? Defeating your zombie will. Oh, that's good. 
I like that. <laughs> David's nodding. I think that could... Where are we going with this? Should we talk about Sarah? Oh, were you going to say more? Um, I was, Father, but the Matt, zombie will. I, I knock my own CSC. self off the track with that joke, which yeah. happens to me a lot. <laughs> Sarah. Yeah, just defeating your zombie will does sound like it would be one of those recommended by Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, wash your face and just defeat your zombie will. <laughs> Twelve steps. <laughs> yeah. Uh, can we yeah, talk it, about Sarah? Oh. Yes, we can talk about Sarah. Okay, um, Sarah, Sarah's four now. Mm-hmm. She never stops moving. You're never. supposed to say, like, what about when she's sleeping? What about when she's sleeping? No, she doesn't stop moving when she's sleeping. She stops moving for two seconds at a time. I count it. Because yeah. sometimes, like, whatever, if she's not feeling well or whatever, she's a nightmare or something. She'll, like, sleep by me. Mm-hmm. And I watch her after she falls asleep, and I count. And I'm like, one, thousand, two, and then she moves. <laughs> She like doesn't stop even like from like from the time she's in my womb and I could feel her moving around. She would not. They'd be like, you know, like the, the doctor says, like every twenty minutes or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You should feel your baby move. But this was like if she stopped moving for two minutes, I was concerned because she <laughs> always moved. It was just always. Constant. Yeah, always and yeah. And then her favorite thing was, uh, I was remember when we were, t- we were talking about trusting God. It was um, to do a trust fall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do we have that selfie with the girls and me you can show it whenever yeah so this is sarah when she was that age a little bald head big eyes huge smile yeah. ready to trust all mm-hmm. so she would like sit we'd hold her like up on our arm here mm-hmm. you know because she was like i don't know a year year old year and a half or something at this point she would sit on our arm like this and then she would just oh it would be like this side put her this way so her back was here you know her head was next to next to my face and then so we could either cuddle but she doesn't like cuddling because she doesn't like like to stay still so then she would just fall like she would just fall back and we'd catch her with this hand and so that was super fun but she would just go so fast remember david she would just fling herself i forgot about that but yeah sometimes she would just trust fall when you didn't think (laughs) oh no don't trust fall now An important part of the trust fall is the catcher being ready. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so so you you would feel her like you're like out in public or something, and she's just starting to lean back. No, 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 (laughs) not right now. I'm not ready. (laughs) Like smile. (laughs) She loved that though. Um, Okay, are we young enough to go to young adults groups? That's something I've been wondering about. That was a hard change of subject but i'm coming back around to sarah in a second yeah um yeah <laughs> yeah 20 20s and 30s is what most of them say do they is there like a cutoff at 30 though sometimes i mean at world youth day the, the line like, gets blurred <laughs> yeah you know? it's, it's so great to be catholic because you're a young adult until you're until you're like 50 <laughs> Like the first half of your life, you're a young adult. Yeah. Then you go right from there to senior bingo night at the, <laughs> at the church hall. Absolutely. At the senior center. <laughs> the senior <laughs> Well, I mean, eventually, right, the senior groups are going to be doing um, theology on tap. Right? It'll just be old people. Right. But, like, that's what they did, you know? The old people played bingo when Keep they were young. Going. That's why they were playing it when they were old. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. So we're going to have, like, the yeah. senior halo party. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And the kids are going to be like, that's so lame. Oh. Like, that's what old people do. 
<laughs> well, it's the cool thing to do. Theology on tap, right? Like, wow. Well. Yeah. yeah. So it, it, for us at St. Joe, um, we don't have like a hard age cutoff yeah. for young adults. It's just kind of like a personal feeling. Like if you, <laughs> if you feel okay identifying as a young adult, <laughs> like, come on, you know. <laughs> I haven't had to like. That's so 2020s. Check anyone. Yes. Like, <laughs> what age do you identify as? Exactly. Yeah. 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 Oh, I'm young at heart. <laughs> I was, I was, I was realizing because I, okay, I did go to a young adults group recently. You did? Yeah. <laughs> like, as, a, as like a no, guest speaker? Like, no, I just went to attend okay, a yeah. couple of months ago. Okay. And, um, after I was meeting some new people because we're like new to this side of town and so introducing myself and I realized there's like this distinct difference yet similarity about attending a young adults group like as um, as a single person um, versus like as a mom of young children. So like the single person experience might be like hey how are you but you're like also looking for a spouse so you're like so yeah what are you you know do you have a job do you did you graduate from college you know like do you like kids right but then like for me now I realize that I as as someone with four young children who need a babysitter I'm like talking to people I'm talking to like women who I'm meeting and I'm like hey so do you work do you have a job do you work from home now because of the pandemic do you like kids you know and I'm like am I using them am I using this situation to try to find a babysitter that's sounds like it it's <laughs> just networking you know but like it's not a bad thing yeah I think like you because know, I remember remember uh father Charles um Schwartz, David, I think he might have still been a seminarian or he was a very young priest at the time when we were running Veracity together. And so many people did not know that we were dating each other when we were running that group because we were friends already. And he said to me, I think it was while we were dating, he's like, you know, so many people, though, they go to these young adults groups and all they're looking for is, you know, like to be in a relationship. Right. And I'm like, (laughs) yeah, those people. (laughs) I don't think it's bad. It's not bad. You're like you're like looking for God's will in a place where you can mm-hmm. like there's a high likelihood of like finding it. Yeah. Like minded people or like babysitters. Anyway. <laughs> I, I went to one a few years ago. It was the first time where I was like, do I go to these? <laughs> but the interesting thing was that I, I went with my friend. And it was a young adults group, but I got there and it was like, it was like high school. And I was oh, like, wait a second, school. like they called this a young adults group. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, you gotta be. Depends on the culture, right? <laughs> you gotta be out of high school. I and I was like, adults. wait a second. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't all high schoolers though. There were some like young adults, right? Cause like, uh, yeah, cause maybe, I remember Paige. Maybe a couple. Maybe. Yeah. But yeah, it was a lot of high schoolers too, I think. So no, I was really surprised. Mm-hmm. That's a great way to trick Young adults to help chaperone high school events. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good trick. (laughs) Anyway, so I was thinking I could just like bring a picture of Sarah also with me next time. Be like, hey. To the young adult group. Show you a picture of my daughter. Isn't she cute? Yeah. I mean, (laughs) if you want to be that, yeah. 
Just all okay, in. Okay, I wouldn't, but I was thinking about it anyway. Uh, we should pray. We we should pray. What were you going to pray about? Uh, I think um, praying again for the openness to listen, recognize, and and allow for God's will in our lives, and to mm-hmm. be able to do that again and again and again. How's that sound? Sounds poetic. All right. Sounds like a prayer. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Loving God, we uh, come before you again, recognizing your great love for us, your great uh, providence in our lives, your presence here among us as we uh, walk this journey together with your Son. Lord, we recognize that there are times in us where uh, we are selfish and prideful, where we are uh, willful, desiring uh, just those things for ourselves. Lord, we we recognize that, that your will for us is great and beautiful and full of love. Lord, we recognize that your your wisdom, your providence in your will is uh, is so much greater than ours and so much more than we could uh, ever recognize or desire or achieve on our own. We, we offer our will to you, Lord. May your will be done in our lives today, in the little things of our lives, the little responses, the little interactions that we have. May your will be done, Lord, not merely ours. And Lord, in the the big moments of our lives right now and in the things to come, we trust in your will, Lord. We offer our will, our life to you. Take it, Lord. Do with our will, do with our lives as you will so that your love, your glory, your kingdom may reign. And give us the strength, Holy Spirit, to pray that, to mean that, to live that every day. In every moment we encounter our will, may we have the grace to say, your will be done. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks. You're welcome. Hey, David. Has Sarah done a trust fall recently? I have not seen this. I I do recall that she grew out of that. And she would like grab on really tightly. But neither of us like dropped her at any point doing that, right? <laughs> Again, I don't remember. <laughs> I'm glad that you remember though, because I, I am I do remember her doing that and kind of being unprepared. Because she had been doing it and like, like whoa, not, now's not the time. <laughs> don't trust me that much. Yeah. Well, especially as she gets bigger, right? Like that's more weight yeah. to catch all of a sudden. No, but she definitely got to a point where she would just grab onto me and then didn't want to do it anymore. 
And then, but I was thinking. Yeah, she didn't like to be launched like some of the other kids. Oh, yeah. We talked about how Jamal loved Jamal it, but she it. didn't. I think really Kiara like liked that. it. Maybe, I don't remember Mercedes, but. I, Sarah, no. Sarah. Diminishing like, returns. She wanted to like be the one to like throw herself back when they <laughs> catch her. She like wants to be more. In control. Yeah, I think so. I think. Um, and so, I mean, but maybe Jamal just like knew he was in control and making us do what he wanted to do. So that's that's a parenting talk for a different day. Yeah. Um, but I was thinking about how like Sarah or all and all like babies and children as they grow up, you like you learn that, oh, like gravity is a factor or like if I fall, I'm going to hurt myself, yeah. you know? And so that that trust of infancy of like early childhood gets less and less maybe mm-hmm. like that just sort of natural innocent trust yeah um but there's this video that reminded me of this situation as well do we have that david yes we do here we go okay then lauren's gonna catch you okay it's called the trust fall okay trust fall ready set go like do you think she'll ever do a trust fall you think like after that they're like listen we know that you fell forward that one time that's on you i broke your nose but (laughs) that would be hard to recover from i mean yeah yeah and so i feel like there was carpet (laughs) Ooh, i know it's tough on the wrists there are some others i think that people are like replicating that video, but mm-hmm. they're they're acting, and it's kind of funny though too, because yeah. the daughter will be like, "Oh, I hurt myself," <laughs> but they they're fine. Um, so I mean, I assume they're fine. Yeah. Anyway, maybe they did it for the views. So, um, but like, okay, when it comes to to overcoming our distrust mm-hmm. again, um, specifically about God's will, like maybe maybe one of the reasons it's difficult is not because like. Not because of like the pain that we'll have to go through to receive God's blessing. Mm-hmm. Um, but like maybe it's because other people other people have been untrustworthy. Mm. And so it's it's hard to trust God when like other people have hurt you or other people have like given you advice and you've taken that advice and it was bad for you. And then you think about following God's word and you're like, wait a minute. I followed someone else's word and that led me astray. So yeah. If, if your experiences have reinforced that, like, no, 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 I do know best. Yeah. And like, when I listen to other people, they take advantage of me or these other things. Right. Mm. Then yeah, that makes it even harder to say like, right. No, I have to let go of this thing, which I know has been better than the other experiences, right? right. Of trusting someone else. That's that's, a, that's interesting. I um I understand like how you wouldn't want to trust others if they've if they have not been trustworthy, but I never really thought about that also amplifying the inverse of where you you think that you know best. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, like you just realize or tell yourself one day that like, well, I can't trust anybody because I'm just they're hurting me, so I'm just going to have to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. And then how does how does a relationship with God fit into that then? Mm-hmm. What about like, are there people who don't trust themselves either? Kind of a thing you've heard that. Yeah. You know, I don't trust myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So like the opposite direction or is that like well, the other side of the same coin? 
Yeah, I mean, I would say probably just just the other side, right? And, and complex, of course, with different people in their lives. But um, yeah, because it, it could go from that place of like, either you can't trust other people, so you know you can only trust yourself, or you trust yourself even less than sometimes, right? Because like, you know that like, there, like you just have no trust. Yeah. You know, uh, earlier, David, you read the verse from Romans 12 about like offering your bodies as a, li- as a living sacrifice. And I was, I was reflecting on that verse. And then I realized like the next verse makes a lot of sense. It makes sense that it follows it. Do you have that as well? Romans 12 verse 2. Do not conform yourselves to this age, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and pleasing and perfect. Romans 12, verse 2. So I, I, I love that because um, it's, it's not just like offer your body as a sacrifice to God, but like how are you going to do that like through the renewal of your mind? Mm-hmm. And that we need to be able to like be able to think about what other people have done to us or what we've experienced that is not of God and like differentiate that absolutely from what God is saying and what God is asking of us. Um, I was thinking about like bad advice. Um, Emily, Emily Wilson, is that her name who like blogs and does the music? Yeah. She posted about how it's such bad advice when people say like um, when they're telling people like single people and they're looking for a spouse and the advice is it'll happen when you stop looking. Have you heard that before? I have, absolutely. Like, yeah. well, how does that go? Why do people say that? <laughs> well, I think it's because... Isn't it ironic? Yeah. <laughs> it's a, well, I mean, I think for some, it's that level like, of anxiety and they're like just trying so hard, Yeah, you know? They like walk into the young adults group like, hey, oh. who? Yeah, like don't force it. Yeah. Like I, th- I think that's what the, like, the good side of that advice is getting at. Okay, right? yeah. like, like you can't be grasping so tightly onto this. Okay. Like I need, but... Yeah, but the... Just like chill out in your room all day then. <laughs> right, like that's the other side. Oh, 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 I went on this date. It wasn't supposed to be a date. I wasn't gonna talk about this, but now I am. Shoot. Um When was this date? <laughs> <laughs> before we started dating. Shortly before we started dating. Oh. And I was in this phase where I was like if somebody would ask me out and I didn't like really want to date them, but I felt like I didn't really have a good reason to not date them, I would ask if we could go on a friend date, like friends, and we could get together, but like let's sort of get to know each other without all this like, oh, are we going to be in a relationship right now? You would tell them that we can go yeah. on a friend date? Yeah. Okay. Um, the- all they heard was the date part, though, I'm pretty sure. And so... Uh, it makes sense to me now. But like, anyway, I was on this particular friend date and I thought this guy had a girlfriend because he always talked to, he, I always saw his girlfriend, but then he broke up with her before this. Anyway, so he was sitting across the table from me telling me like his life plan, like all he wants is to get married and to have a family and to like take care for of them and provide for them. And he realizes that like it has to be like when he lets it go and like stops worrying about it. So I, so he's like, so I'm not worried about it anymore. But like God is not answering yet. <laughs> and I was just like, I don't know if that's <laughs> how uh, that's supposed to go. Anyway, um, I think it's probably not the best advice without some kind of caveat. Yes. Um, but, oh, oh, but I was going to say, like maybe the reason why that advice is 
can be so harmful for people is because like the the like the goal of that advice is like let let you know stop trying so hard and then you'll find your spouse like you'll Mm -hmm. get your heart's desire versus like advice biblical advice advice that is inspired by the spirit that that leads you to christ like Mm -hmm. lay down your life Mm-hmm. and you will be united with Christ, right? Like let let go of the things that are turning you from the Lord and and he will give you the desires of your heart, you know? Um Yeah, I mean, I think we've we've talked about this before, but um but it's that sense of like letting go of our will, sacrificing, being that living sacrifice on the altar isn't just so that there's nothing. It's yeah. so that there's God, right? That yeah, there can be God in place of those things. So yeah, that, that sense of like letting go of your will about like your insistence and like all that anxiety. Like I've got to, I've got to get married. Like that's what God's calling me to do. And it's got to happen. Like, why isn't it happening right now? Like, yeah. like calm down, like give that to God, but let God's will happen. Right. And sometimes God's will for you is to be active and doing things. So it's not like. Mm. there's just nothing whereas this advice if it if it lacks that um that connection that rootedness in christ mm. it is just like we'll let go be empty yeah oh yeah yeah well em- empty of of what and what's yeah and, and for what end yeah. if if your end is like and then i'll i'll get this relationship that i'm hoping for and then you're just empty that's like bummer mm-hmm. um however my friend Ayram, she had who i mentioned earlier she had oh she's the one who thinks of the book titles oh, yeah, 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 yeah discussions yeah she was she was telling me about how god called her to divide half of her household like she had like an apartment mm-hmm. and she felt like god was calling her to only use half of it and like specifically to like clear out the cupboards, like only use half of the drawers. Yeah. And just use like only half of the space in Bath her apartment. <laughs> half the sink. No, but like half the doorway. And just makes space. She didn't have a roommate and she wasn't even actively looking for a roommate, as I remember this story. She just like it was on her heart that God was asking her to like use less of mm-hmm. the space that she had. And then our dear friend Paige <clears throat> moved to Arizona and for whatever reason it was like a last minute move. Mm-hmm. It was for a job. Uh but she ended up in Phoenix needing a place to stay and like within like three days she needed, you know. Yeah to be uh in a roommate situation and so Paige is catholic and was like looking for catholic community and i'm is catholic and is like was like open to god's will <laughs> so they became roommates and they've been roommates for like years now i, I don't know three years maybe yeah. and they're like dear friends um with each other and close friends of ours and i just think like that story is so beautiful about it wasn't she wasn't like you know, she wasn't going through these steps of like only using sort of half the space in the apartment so that she can get the end goal of like awesome roommate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but rather because God was asking her to. Yeah. And that's like so simple. And yet to see how that was such a blessing, you know? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, I wrote these notes I think when we were planning this mm-hmm. episode, and I don't remember writing this, yeah. but maybe you could read it because I, I don't know if you said this or if I did, but I like it. Yeah. All right. Reconcile with God's will. 
I think it's just notes. It's not like fully yeah. written. Yeah, no, because that's not like a grammatically I think correct it means sentence. To reconcile. Yeah, or reconciliation with God, maybe. Yeah. Doesn't mean we have to stop trying or stop wanting, stop using our gifts. It means to recognize that God wants to bless and redeem all of our true wants, our hopes, our gifts, our weaknesses too. Is that true? I think so. Me too, yeah. I, I like read like a, this when we were, I was like, oh, we wrote this. Yeah, it sounds like a thing we would say. Okay. So yeah, we, right? I mean, and, and this is this is the, the beautiful part of... Um, of sacri- of being the living sacrifice, the, yeah. the beautiful part of um, of dying to ourself. Um, it's because it's because it's God and His will that we're allowing to happen, allowing to to be manifest in our lives, um, and He wants good and beautiful things for us. Right? God's love for us is so great that, of course, that's what's going to be guiding His will. That it's not going to be something. Um, destructive for us, but it is going to be something that blesses us, that saves us, redeems us in the end, of course, right? And also uses those gifts and talents and weaknesses that he gave us already, right? Mm-hmm. It's Those are going to be the things that lead us um, into into great fullness of, of who we truly are. Not just this like little idea of who we think we should be, right? This narrow view of what we think we could do, um, but a, but a, but a truly full and transcendent view of of what God wants for us. Yeah, I like that. Not just this little idea. Or what if you have a really big idea of who you are and what you should do in life? That's true. Some people <sighs> some have, people have start the other, out with yeah. really big ideas, and it, then what? Hey, David, I uh, wrote a song. <laughs> I mean, I wrote a lot of songs. Um, yes. The doorstep song. Mm-hmm. Could we? Could you play the background? Could yes. you play it as a background, and we can just like talk over it, and it'll be like poetic. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow, that was me playing the piano. Wait, it went away. Can you hear it? It was a teaser. Try that again. <laughs> <laughs> no. So okay, I'm coming to. There's a reason why I'm playing this song. I believe it because it's awesome. No. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, okay, as we kind of bring this episode to a close, I was hoping we could talk about spiritual direction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And specifically, like, I, some people have reached out to me and asked, like, how do I find a spiritual director? Or do I have advice about who they could talk to? Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just thinking about, especially about the renewal of your mind, that, you know, sometimes we look at ourselves or life um, or the world and, like, have an idea of how things are and it's like a sad idea right Mm -hmm. like our our thoughts can can bring us this sadness and yet like god wants to renew those thoughts and i was really convicted about how like how god wants to to heal us and strengthen us in community yeah absolutely and to have somebody else be able to speak into our lives and say hey look at it from this way (laughs) you know to give us the advice that does lead us to god um so maybe you could, uh, oh yeah, I, I do have this verse. No, it's not a verse. It's like a quote from Meister Eckert, which I think <laughs> could be good advice if you make sure to steer it towards Jesus. Yeah. Um, but he says, in order to find God, we must let God go. There above the mind, God shines. 
And to me, like that was super helpful at a time when my thoughts were racing and I just felt like I couldn't stop like thinking and guessing and trying to figure everything out at a, in a difficult time in my life. And, and when I heard that phrase, it just helped me remember that like God is sovereign even over my thoughts, even over yeah. what I can understand about God. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so... Yeah, I mean, it's the, the, the beautiful um, part of this quote, right, is, is, is that sense of like, we even need to let go and die to the image of God that we have, yeah. right? And let God truly be who God is, which is bigger always than what we think God is, right? Always grander, always more loving. Mm -hmm. um, and so sometimes, yeah, we, we, we can recognize or we need to recognize that we've put God in a box and we need to sometimes let go of that even, right? This could be interpreted in, in a negative way of like, I'm done with God. That's not, that's yeah, not what no, he means, right? Sense. But it is that sense of like letting God be who God is um, all the time. And that's, mm -hmm. that can be, that can be hard for us as well. Yeah. Right. So when it comes to finding a spiritual director, mm -hmm. somebody who can help you with that process, mm -hmm. um, do you have any advice like for people who? Yeah, absolutely. Are uh -huh. not in spiritual direction or want to try it? Yeah. If, especially if you feel like, if you, if you feel like, you really would benefit from honest discussions about your spiritual journey and where you are um, from someone who, who like can give good advice and who knows and who's been trained. That's, that's really important. It can be really, really helpful. I, I love having a spiritual director. It's um, super helpful. I mean, I, I definitely need that in my life. Um, so yeah, if you're looking for one, you don't know how to find one. Um, just let it go. It'll happen. <laughs> No. Um, Stop, oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, one, keep praying about it. And if it's, if, if it is on your heart in prayer that like, um, this would be helpful, then, then definitely, um, look into it, right. And do the things, um, a great place to start is just, um, with your parish priests and ask, like, do you do spiritual direction? Um, mm. and sometimes some priests don't, and that's good because that's maybe not their gift. Okay. Um, but if they do, that's that's good to try. Or you can always ask, like, what spiritual directors do you know how, in the area? How does one reach a parish priest? Yeah. Like, like what if somebody just moved to a new town? Yeah. And they like don't know their parish priest. Like, yeah. how do you? You know, one one of as a as a parish priest, my favorite way to meet people is after mass, <laughs> right? So, like, if someone comes up to me after mass, yeah. and says like, "Hey, I'm new," I love that. Okay. I, we just uh, were at a new parish recently, and I just totally avoided the pastor because there's like a line of people to talk to him. And yeah, I kind of well, felt like... And he got the mask on. And yeah. he was wearing the mask, too, and just no, felt like fair. he was very... Hey, Father, um, <laughs> nice to meet you. You'll never remember me again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, I'm not saying like you have to, but if you want to if you want to speak to a priest, like that's, that's a pretty good you time. You think that would be a good... Yeah. yeah. That's why well, they're like... That's why they're there. Hanging out. Right, yeah. With the people. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Like, it's 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 better to hear, like, hey, Father, I'm new. Can you, like, point me in the, in the right direction rather than, like, hey, nice family, Father. <laughs> Thanks, the okay, deacon yeah. preached. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so that uh, that's a good way. Also, um, like, you can always just call the parish office and ask for a time to meet with the priest um, or to talk with the priest on the phone. Um, 
there's going to be a mechanism for yeah. how like and you know again each each priest might have a different way that he likes to do that but you can always just reach out to the um to the parish offices and say i'd like to have a meeting you know and talk about spiritual direction or something oh, like that that's always that's, that's always simple. a great idea we've yeah, uh, invited priests over for dinner like yeah a new pastor <laughs> i like that you like priests we didn't grow up with as kids <laughs> yes uh-huh. i like that a lot i think that helped like our relationship with our family and the a pastor more than just like okay i've seen you like a bunch of times after mass and sometimes you can get a conversation going but Mm -hmm. if you have that other time where it's like one-on-one or just with the family yeah um then when you see each other at at church there's more of a connection i I think yeah exactly i like that yeah that's that's good break bread or if there's just like if you're not married with kids if you're just have a few friends or something and have dinner or something like where you can get to know them yeah, it's good for the priest then too, right? No, it gets to know his people. Yeah. It's good. Um, but uh, continuing with, with the spiritual direction thing. Um, so that's that's a great way just to reach out. Um, and I think important things to look for, like after you've reached out and are starting to like talk to people about spiritual direction. Um, uh, one, a, spirit, a good spiritual director will never be upset if you don't come back to them, right? So like... Sometimes people feel awkward about that. Like, eh, you know, like we had a, m- a meeting, but it wasn't really that good. Or like, I wasn't uncomfortable. I didn't feel like I could share. Like, then don't go back to them as a spiritual director. And that's, that's fine. Like, you're not going to hurt their feelings. Mm-hmm. So there, there is, there's a sense of like getting a good fit. So like if it, it might take going to a couple different people for spiritual direction before you, you feel you like connect with someone who really, um, who you can you can speak with well and who can speak into your life well. So that's mm-hmm. that's an important piece too. Um, who, and sh- who shouldn't you go to for sh- spiritual direction? That's uh-huh. a longer list. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because it's not just priests, right? That yeah. you can no, go to. Absolutely. So um, any anyone can be trained as a spiritual director. So someone who's been trained to do that, um, uh, they'd be excellent. You know, a lay person. Um, religious sisters, I know often if there's like a, a group of sisters or brothers in the area, they'll often um, have spiritual direction and um, they can be absolutely wonderful. Um, but I would say don't go to someone who you can't be honest with. That's certainly... <laughs> Um, really important. Um, mm-hmm. So if the, if there's, for whatever reason, there might be something like that. Um, you know. Okay, so to go back to what you said about like, if you need to find a spiritual director, just let it go. Um, I know you're kind of joking, but I do think that, you know, like that's an element of it, right? Is like not hanging on to like, oh, I, I got to find a spiritual director because that's a good Catholic thing to do or that's like a wise spiritual practice. But no, like putting that in, in God's hands and then and then asking God to direct you mm-hmm. because like the spiritual direction that you receive is ultimately through the Holy Spirit is 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 coming from the Lord through the person who he will allow you to meet with and guide you to. Um, so I think there is, you know, validity in that. And then it's 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 figuring out how how does that apply and like what you know, when to act and when to wait. And um, yeah, I think that's part of just trusting in God. Yeah, absolutely. Right. I mean, especially if um, you're having a hard time, like maybe you've been looking or whatever and it just doesn't seem like it, then, then really trusting in the Holy Spirit and putting it on the, the Holy Spirit. Like, I think you're calling me to this. Like, then if that's the, if you are calling me to this, then like, let me encounter the right person. Like, bring the right person into my life for this spiritual direction and, and trust 
the Holy Spirit can do that. Mm-hmm. So in closing, can we show that verse from Sirach? This is one of my favorites. And I wrote my doorstep song about this, the song that we just listened to with the music and the piano. And it's about like, um, it's about this verse. Can you read it, David? If you see the intelligent, seek them out. Let your feet wear away their doorsteps. Sirach 6, verse 26. Which is why you're always here. That's why I'm always here. Exactly. Amen. We'd like to thank the Congregation of Holy Cross, Father Matt's Religious Order, for their blessing, for their belief in this ministry that we're doing, and for their permission for Father Matt to be part of it. Thank you also to Amanda Vernon patrons. Amanda Vernon patrons support Amanda uh, in her work and uh, and us in this ministry. There's uh, great rewards that you can get from being an Amanda Vernon patron, uh, including new songs every Sunday, including Doorsteps, which we heard uh, today. Pretty cool. To become a patron, to find out more about my music and our family, you can check out amandavernon.com slash patron. God bless. I'm wearing at your doorsteps. I'm sure you'll get used to it My feet make an indent Cause you lead me down a good path You lead me down a good path You can't find me waiting at your door Come rain or come shine You can't find me wearing off the floor The footprints are mine You've imparted so much wisdom I picked up all that you gave And this is where I'm Will be my God. Your people will be my people.